0: Hello, world. I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Kel Schneider. And you're listening to the 128th Church Mag Podcast.
1: I would encourage you to get into other venues where they have these conversations and know that Katie already has her own church communications platform. The
0: audience becomes bored far after you become bored. We're headed towards critical
2: mass on the current tools available to us. And then there'll be a surge forward, and then we'll all be scrambling to figure out what the heck just happened.
0: This week's podcast is brought to you by TrainedUp.org. Close the training gap with this awesome online tool as you build online courses to train your church volunteers, develop leaders, equip missionaries, resource pastors in your denomination, teach ministry skills, and so much more. Start a free trial or schedule a demo. Visit TrainedUp.org. That's TrainedUp.org. TrainedUp.org. This week on the podcast, we answer a question from podcast land in another exciting edition of Riddle Me This. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can use the CMAGcast hashtag, email us directly at podcast at churchmag, or submit your own question by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle me this, and we'll talk about it on an upcoming episode. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another fantastic voyage here on the Church Mag Podcast. The Usual Suspects, Eric Dye here, along with Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider. Uh, we had someone submit a question that uh, we're going to be talking about today. Um, he says here, I'm one of the few content creators for social media at my church, original content anyway. I've taken this podcast's advice, among many other things, which, d- pause, he's taken our advice, so like it's like i swallow big in humility like crap you've already
1: advised I, him about that so that's on him should we
0: have a warning a disclaimer <laughs> or something
2: well i think maybe we we do discuss perhaps getting a lawyer on retainer just in case
0: not a bad idea so some of the advice he's followed is post things like quotes from weekend sermons scripture verses videos about how volunteers volunteer testimonies of new and old christians he wants to know what kind of fresh new content could I look at creating next? Maybe the road less traveled or never attempted, but something uh, low level, part time, not allowed to go over their hours. Employee could m- manage. Wow, he's already doing so much. What do you guys think? It's hard. I has he considered doing those Facebook Live spots, like ad events, because that's like I thought of that. Maybe right off the bat, do more live stuff. Well, yeah. Let's 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 wrap on this a little bit. And Phil, Phil, yeah. I, it's not the rap that you're thinking of. No. Okay. Hip- Let's talk. Um, okay. Communicate. All right. Hip hop. Don't stop about some ideas. So that's one. You yeah. could do Facebook videos.
1: Jeremy. I think if we kind of just went forward the generic stuff, uh, just trying to get into video overall and trying to do something new with that is a huge undertaking. But if you have the capacity and the know-how, reduces that process significantly.
0: Yeah, it seems like, I mean, of all the ideas that he was putting out there, which, I mean, if he's doing, which I assume he is, he's doing quotes from weekend sermons, scripture verses, videos from, you know, volunteer videos, testimonies, like he's already hitting on so many great things. I don't know if you have to outsource or maybe... I don't know. I I can see where, you know, we say you should do X, Y, Z and ABC and it sounds really great. But what happens when you're doing ABC and X, Y, Z for a year straight? Does at some point just become constant noise? I mean, I I think because social media is so new, that's something we haven't really even thought through sometimes with this this strategy. What do you mean by that? Well, just that, that, first of all, there's no secret formula, number one. Number two... While there are plenty of wrong ways to do things, there's not always a right way to do things. Uh, also, it is such a evolving technology that what used to be a good idea yesterday might not necessarily be a good idea today. I mean, post, like even how often you write a blog post, that has changed drastically. What you tweet, how you tweet, like it's all evolving. I mean, everything that is listed here it sounds like great phenomenal content for a church to be putting out there. But at some point, when everyone's doing that, we just have lots of noise. So I don't know. I mean, have we, has, has, have we pinnacled Has the bubble burst on this thing?
2: Uh, um, I don't think the bubbles burst. I think that like I posted a picture. I posted, uh, three pictures last night and i have already gotten tons of likes and, and page page views from that thing. I don't think the bubbles burst. I do think that, um, we're more or less waiting for the next stage of development from social media. It's almost like um, uh, everyone's learned how to engage with the tools available so far, and so we're waiting for Zuckerberg to tell us the new thing. So I think it's, we're, 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 we're heading towards critical mass on the current tools available to us, and then there'll be a surge forward, and then we'll all be scrambling to figure out what the heck just happened. And then it'll hit critical mass again, again, and it'll be another surge forward.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because if you watch the church text page, you'll notice that for a while there was a lot of interpretation about Snapchat. And even a lot of pushback saying, like, don't do it, don't get on it. There was kind of a debate going on. And then suddenly I noticed in the last few weeks there has been post after post after post of what your church can do on Snapchat. And it's like everybody at all at once. Is there like a church tech meeting that we're missing that this stuff is decided at? Because we were talking about churches using Snapchat quite a long time ago and then suddenly there was a big huge blitz of everyone and their ideas of 10 things you can do on snapchat it's like wait a minute i thought snapchat was still controversial it is in my book don't you have don't you have like a conspiracy compare does somebody have a conspiracy theory or something at least <laughs> I, well
2: i if anything i think it's just i think that the christian blogosphere well, tech or otherwise is don't do this don't do this out of principle out of like you know you know reasonable morality concerns and then once the user base hits a large enough you know group toward the the onus shifts then you're losing
1: relevance and page views if you continue to push against it. And, and and we've talked about this so many times before, the idea that if you're following the trends, you're behind. We talk about this with blogging so often that if you're not doing it yourself and figuring out what's working for you and capitalizing and capitalizing and capitalizing, then you're actually falling behind. So I guess my thoughts when he says, what is the new thing? is if you were doing all this stuff, then you probably already know that next capitalization in that process if you have that strategy set up for yourself. And so if he's asking us for stuff, my first thought is, is he just trying to figure out the next thing that he could do that would simplify that process so that he doesn't have to worry about doing that difficult work of what's gonna work for his church and that's that's something that I don't think that we can give him because we don't know his church culture. We don't know what has worked for him in the past and that's a tough thing to answer. I think if he wants to know what is the next big thing that's coming out, my guess is it's gonna go back to Facebook ads is one of the next big things that people are going to talk about, even though it's been here for a while. I think that this video trend that we have been talking about since YouTube first started is going to become bigger and bigger. And so if you don't understand how video in general is going to work with your church's strategy, then you are going to fall behind. And so you need to figure out how video is going to work Um, but I don't know if we can necessarily give you a shortcut. Here's the one thing to invest in before anybody else, because, um, I think that it, again, it comes back to what we talked about before of have that core strategy for yourself and just modular things on as you go because at that point you are way ahead of the curve than anybody else.
0: Right, and I don't, I don't know is that he's really asking that as much as he's thinking, wow, I've been doing these six things on a regular basis for a year, a couple of years for for a while, and you know nothing's really changed or it's a lot of work or it. Feels like, especially when you're producing content, when you produce content, it's easy to feel like it's repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, like over and over and over. But the audience, the audience becomes bored. Um, far after you become bored. Okay, and,
1: and I think that one of the I heard. I can't remember who had said this, but I heard the process of someone talking about vision in general. And this is wasn't for churches or whatever, but someone was. Cre- Phil Cook. Phil Cook. The idea that you can be so annoyed in that process. And then you double it and then you go even beyond that. And then people may start to get bored with it. And so you have to just figure out how to refresh it for yourself. But you have to realize your audience is not there as well.
0: Yeah, you have to keep reminding them of your vision or keep reminding them of whatever the message is. You have to keep doing it over and over again. Cause just like you said, only you are doing that. And that's an easy thing to have happen. I've learned that. And you know, in the content that we create, it's really easy. Like we think, Oh, we don't need to write about that. Oh, we don't need to cover that. We did that that once. Well, not everybody has, you know, thousands of blog posts categorized in their mind. Right. Cause it's kind of freaky when you know whether or not you've covered something. Well, I think
2: too, this kind of goes back to, to the erstwhile episode where i was digitized um and lost in the ether but uh talk about about trend blogging you know we need to you know a person who's creating content needs to be setting the tone and looking ahead rather than trying to figure out what's popular now and capitalizing on that
0: Here, here's the thing I, I think that there we need to understand what the difference between thought leaders and maybe content leaders. If you if you wanna follow a content leader, then you just do what BuzzFeed does because they are a content leader. They create content, they get page views, the end. But that's the thing about thought leaders is that thought leaders, while they're treated as though they know everything, like they have all the facts, like whatever that thought leader said, that's what we need to think too. That's not really what a thought leader is. A thought leader is somebody that leads ahead of everybody else In their thinking, okay? So, when they put their thoughts out there, they're trying to lead or go in a particular direction. They're not laying down the law and the foundation. And so, you know, that's sometimes something that I remind myself about what we're doing with the podcast with Church Meg and everything, that... When we take these questions that you guys send us and stuff, sometimes we don't know like definitively what the answer is. And sometimes we flesh out the answers together as we talk about it, as we think about it. So when you're listening to the podcast or reading the blog post, you can be thinking with us as thought leaders. You can be walking with us as we think through these things, but you can't treat them like, okay, we have to do X, Y, and Z because so-and-so said so. Am I making sense?
1: Absolutely. And I think if I were to treat this as a consultation, because I've done this in the past where a church has come in and said, um, where are our growth areas? And so I feel like in some ways, maybe that's the question he's asking in this process is that I've One of i done a couple of different things. One of the things I've done with people is I've actually asked them to give me a tour of your church. Just walk me through these different things. And I would start to ask questions, and I would do this, and I would do that. And at the end, I would say, okay, so point out to me the next six months of your content. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? i am like, you shared all this information with me have you shared any of that information on social media? And they thought about it and they said, no, but would anybody care about that? And I'm like, I asked all these questions. So obviously I care about, it and I'm not even interested in going to your church. And so that just shifts your mind a little bit. And I think, Having these conversations with completely established church members and completely new people to your church gets you out of your own mindset because in some ways you have this content bias for yourself because you only think about what you know. And to get outside of your head and see what the senior pastor is thinking, look at what's going on in the children's ministry and trying to just get outside of your own head absolutely can help that process. I think that's huge. (laughs) And in some ways, it's completely inspiring and renewing and, and reviving for that process for yourself with the content.
0: Yeah. Phil, can you imagine like interviewing the head of the nursery or even having a conversation with the nursery worker with volunteer in in the context of wanting to create some sort of content for social media to share with everybody? Because really, that's what it comes down to. And is following those fundamentals, like, what are you trying to accomplish? That's one thing I noticed with this question is that question isn't answered. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? What is the goal of this thing? Well,
2: I think if you remember correctly, Eric, I wrote a post three years ago
0: <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: about about the idea of what if you gave everyone in your church a video camera and some on a missions trip? You know, what if we what if we turned our church, our army volunteers into content creators? So, so two weeks ago, I'm sitting in Sunday service. We've got video announcements now, and which is funny because I've, I've blogged about how dumb they are in general. But anyway, I didn't. I, no one asked my opinion, but actually, we're, we're doing a pretty good job with them, so I'm I'm happy with our church. We're not. We're, we're making them. We're making them slick. We're not making them funny because we try to dive into funny as we get, you get in the dumb category. But anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Like the church make Bucket. Like uh, no. So I, um, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden it cuts to um, our host team leader and she's doing a video spot asking folks for help with the hosts. And I didn't know that they did that. And I I don't think that they asked her. I think she asked them. I'm not sure. I sure I could be wrong. But that's exactly what you want to do. You want to, I don't want to say outsource per se, but you want to empower your people to be be the voice. It's their, it's, if they're part of the church and they're part of the mission, then it's become their mission as well.
0: It certainly makes social media more
2: social in that regard. Well, exactly. And I, I, I did a class on social media at my church in the in the summer. And one of the things, the things I told them is said, if you don't do anything else, you need to share the posts the church puts out because then that, that's that is exponential reach um so, but but really i'd rather you share it and then you add a post on top of it and talk about the church don't just share a blanket i'd rather you share with with a quote or a comment about you know what, what this is what we what, you know, whatever content is you know maybe it's sharing from a service or sharing from a, a fundraiser but add some sort of comment yourself because it's your church it's personal to you mm-hmm.
0: yeah we touched on this a little bit before, but the reusing the content, not being fearful of that, because you can take a testimony, a how to volunteer, a quote from a sermon, and you can take that bit and you can do so much with it. You might be able to use it for video and an Instagram image and a Facebook image and a flyer that you pass out at church. Like You can use one bit of content and remix it in several different ways. And it not only gives you uh, more content to, uh, puts more content in your content tank in that sense, because you're using, you're using less to do more, but it also drives home the point of whatever content you are creating more because different people or the same people are, are absorbing and receiving that content in different forms. And so therefore... Holistically is far more impactful. That is something that even we, as Church Mag, have not. I have not had us really tap into that very well yet. Even even we don't do that very well. So it, it's not easy. It's not to be taken lightly. You really have to outline it and plan and be very. As Jeremy always says intentional
1: i think maybe if i were to add one final thing is where is it that you go to get your ideas um if church mag is the only place we don't only talk about these topics and so i would encourage you to get into other venues where they have these conversations i know that katie already talked has her own church communications platform in facebook so go search for that because they have so much content that i don't even keep by myself i give myself like Um, five minutes just to kind of scan through and see what kind of things are there. That's a great place to look for inspiration for blog posts in general, let alone, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe I could incorporate this. Oh, that's a great idea. Or just have, have simple questions of, has anyone done this to see if you could work that for yourself as well?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, look, look out there, find, find the resources because there is a lot of content out there and don't necessarily look at just church resources either a lot of times resources for small businesses or yeah small businesses (laughs) you can find a lot of inspiration for that as well i found you just twist i mean you read those you see those infographics on church mag it's like for small business but it's we're not talking to small business. We're talking to churches, but the principles still remain. Yeah. You know,
2: I think guys are trying to think about the future of social media and whatnot. I always go back to the novel ready player one movie coming out soon, hopefully. And in that book, there is no social media. The social media is the, is the online interface of the Oasis. And I don't think we've even come close to seeing the end of social media. Now, I don't know how long now that book obviously is written from a, an, um, atheistic standpoint so i don't know how long we've got left on this earth i don't want to be one of those weirdo you know weirdos but you know if if we've got time i can't see i don't see why social media can't evolve into something wholly different where perhaps social media as we see it now crumbles and falls and a whole new interface for browsing the internet emerges with social media tied into it
0: yeah i i said several several years ago in a blog post, I basically said, Facebook will one day be AOL. It will rise. It will fall. But when it falls, it'll be not that Facebook disappears, but Facebook will look nothing like it does today. Just like AOL. I mean, AOL bought Time Warner. I mean, just that's huge, right? But there's no AOL. Like there was, right? The walled garden approach. It's gone, you know? And so I see Facebook being the same exact same thing. And I think social, the, the, concept of social media will evolve. I think things like Snapchat has shown us how it's evolving, as well as the countless, Jeremy might know more since he's been involved with youth ministry more recently, of all the apps that most of us have never heard of that are social media applications, right? Because I believe that while Facebook has become kind of like the public square it's the piazza of our social uh, social media life. While it's the center, it's the big Walmart where, or the big mall where everybody goes and you run into people and you want to make sure you're dressed nice and you got to match, watch your manners because you don't know who might see you, right? We still have our small groups that we like to have. And I think the future of social media is going to be small, tight-knit groups. Of course, the question is how do you monetize that? I don't know, but I really think that that is the future of social media: is to be more social, smaller knit groups.
2: Okay, I liked your analogy until you said that you know Facebook, Facebook's like the Walmart where you have to dress nice, and I thought Eric's been out of America for a long time.
0: Okay,
2: <laughs> he has been overseas for far too long. Come home, friend. Come home.
0: Yeah. I was thinking of something big. I was thinking of something big. Walmart, I'm like no, Walmart, not Walmart. The mall. The mall is more like it, right, <laughs> right, yeah, sure. Because you have all the individual yeah. shops that you can like, yeah, sure, okay. and you can browse and hey, stop you know, people. I like, see.
2: I think that Facebook will be around for for the it like it'll be like <laughs> it'll be the thing that all the grandparents hang out with in the future. Yeah, yeah, right. But I, the thing about small groups, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just too stuck in the analogy of Ready Player One, but in that world, it's. It, Social media just becomes, you know, it's a, a, so more like a, it's more like living in Second Life than anything else. And within Second
0: Life, you're just meeting with your friends at their Second Life houses, that kind of thing. I think. Yeah, but everything is everything is monitored, though. See. So you have to be careful. I mean, we've I mean, we've seen the blog post that came out years ago saying, hey, look, if, hey, 15, 16-year-old people, if you don't want to screw up the future of your career life, be careful about the party pictures and junk like that, right? Right. You right, know, right. when you're going to college, be careful what you post on social media because it'll come back and it'll affect you. And so I remember when, I remember doing like Yahoo Messenger way back in the day and like nobody, <laughs> nobody used their real name. Nobody. Right. It was very anonymous in but, that sense. And uh, at right. some point, it kind of changed, and then everyone needed to be their real selves, right? Like, you didn't get a Twitter handle or something that was kind of ambiguous. You tried to get, like, oh, I got my name. Score. Yeah, I got my name. That's so cool.
2: Right. Well, I think, Eric, if you, if you, if you look at the larger picture, um, people don't care about privacy anymore. That's why, like, when, they, when it came out, the NSA was doing all the things it's doing. Here we are just a few years later, everyone's like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Like, I'm talking to my students about, about Fourth Amendment rights, um, and we're doing U.S. Constitution. And they're more or less like, well, I've got nothing to hide. I'm like, well, you're 18, and you've got a cell phone with a camera. I'm pretty sure you've got things to hide. And they're like, oh, whatever. So, like, people don't care about privacy anymore. I,
1: they don't I think um uh, I would say that people at this point are maybe overwhelmed about that process. I think I don't think that that's going to stick. What I will say is I think that some of the platforms are going to require it. WhatsApp has to have your phone number. It's associated with your phone number, and you cannot on the platform without giving it that. Other places like Facebook are requiring you to give your real name. If you give a pseudonym, they can actually kick you off Facebook and close your account. So I think it just depends on that process. I think that there is this current process of I'm just so overwhelmed and burnt out by it that I don't care about my privacy. I think that's probably going to change sometime in the future where it's going to be absolutely crucial. And if I had to guess right that companies are going to die because because they don't have good security. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I think it's going to happen sooner than later.
0: We have a tale of two cities at hand. Where will we go? What will happen? Look into the magical yeti and tell us the future. Next time on Church Mag Podcast. Talk about a serious rabbit trail. Yeah, what was the question again? You know, the poor guy just asked... the boy. He just wanted to know, like... I'm doing everything that I can think of to share on social media. This is, like, is there anything new I can do? This is so boring, basically. I'm adding the boring part. He didn't say he was bored. But, I mean, I think if we read between the lines, he wants to do something new. He wants to do something fresh, something engaging that gets people's attention.
1: I took it as, I want to be the thought leader. And maybe that's just because that's what I default to. But I actually didn't take it as boring.
0: Well... If you want to be a thought leader, then think of something and go do it at the risk of being a fool. I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, Jeremy does that all the time. You know, like, hey, Hey. let's start a podcast. Let's, you know, it's like, okay, fine. My wife told me I need to start one too. I guess we'll start one.
1: I've never told you how much I like your wife. Yeah. She's a smart lady.
0: Yeah. Because she agrees with you. Of course you're going to say that. Who side (laughs) are you on? Okay. So. I'm never on the husband's side. <laughs> <laughs> well that's true. That's words to live by. Am I right, Phil? Am I right? Okay. Yeah. Um what was I saying? Oh yeah, uh the Minecraft server thing. I mean, these are just little internal things here at Church Mag, right? In in showing, you know, Jeremy's kind of that thought leader person, always trying something new. And I tend to be like, you know, this is how we do it, this is how we've always done it, very rigid. It's it's more of my personality, right? Um But like Phil, I think it was one of you guys said, basically, you know, if you start going and talking to other people in your church, you're going to be talking to people with different personalities, different viewpoints. And I think through that, it becomes very refreshing and you're not going to feel like you're doing the same thing over and over because what you've outlined is very good in the content that you're creating. Maybe what you need to do is make that same kind of content differently. Maybe a little different spin on it. There are some thoughts. I hope hope he feels good when he hears this like good ideas guys I don't know does anybody have a final thought other than me rambling trailing off like an old fool
2: Well, oh, you are 40
0: um, so I uh, that,
2: that was terrible was, that was mean I thought that make you laugh <laughs> uh, I thought, just, I thought um, you took
1: so up. upset about
2: Microsoft Sam
0: yeah, clearly he's upset about the Microsoft Sam I,
2: I am not a machine <laughs> I am a man
0: and if you were a machine you would not be a Microsoft machine <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was the worst part of it, too. And I'm like, yeah, how dare you sell me my reputation with, with association with Microsoft? My dad called me the other day when we recommend a laptop to him. I said, well, where are you at? He said, Sam's. I'm like, well, if you're going to go buy a laptop, at Sam's. I just, whatever. Anyway, he's like, Ugh. I said, do you not want to buy an Apple? He said, well, I use Windows at work. I don't really care. I'm like, well, if we're going to go that route, let's go ahead and just spend just. Hundred dollars and go buy some crap at Sam's. Sure. All right. Um, as far as content creation goes with social media, I think the big thing is just share what you're doing and 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 share what you're doing in the way that makes the most sense. Doing a cool like, uh, you know, um, fundraiser, you need to have some pictures. If you're doing a, like a missions thing, you need to have some video where people are talking about the experience. Um, we, we did a summer some, summer camp for foster care kids, and we couldn't do we couldn't have the kids talk and any video showing any B roll showing the kids' faces had to have, to have the faces blurred out because they're in foster care. But we we did that little promo, and because you couldn't, because the video couldn't do it justice, we had people coming live. And talk live, other experiences, because you because you needed the you need the poignancy of that moment. So there are t- some sometimes where social media cannot do what you need to do, and so you just need to go with the traditional face to face, you know, human to human interaction. But whatever makes the most sense for what you're doing, that's how you share it. So, like my church, every every Thursday morning, we share our worship list, which is just really just a blog post with with YouTube links. It's simple. It's easy. But if I want to, I really want to get to the point where we're sharing parts of our Sunday message, on, like on video, and then like a follow up, like, "Hey, so Pastor said this on Sunday. Here's how we should live it out on Monday." You know, these, those kind of you know nuanced things where you're sharing the same content in different ways, but each way makes sense for the area, the portion of the content you're sharing. Kind of like he said, remixing the same content for different different uh, platforms, remix the same content to get different aspects of content out in a more you know appropriate
0: um, uh, media. Right? Yeah. Social media, from a personal standpoint, is about sharing aspects of your life. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Right? And that's the way your church social media should be. You know, you are a living body you know what is your church doing how is it living what is it saying what is it thinking and just naturally share that and if your church isn't doing those things to share then you have a lot bigger problems in your church than simply what you should be trying to share because if you don't have anything worth to share then what the heck is your church doing send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag. If you find the link on the main menu, go to churchm.ag That's churchmag churchm.ag And while you're visiting us online, you can send us a message and subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every Friday. Until next week.
2: The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on
0: buzzsprout.com like we had today's podcast planned out, did we? Or was that just in my imagination?